You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Welcome to Glass Cannon Live on Twitch. Even though we're not live, who cares? That's the name of the show. (laughs) And even if you're watching this on YouTube, it's not on Twitch either. It's a very weird intro. (laughs) Very specific opening. Or if you're listening to it as a podcast. Yeah, right. Neither live nor on Twitch. Here's the thing. As we're recording this, it's very live to us. It's very real. There are no yes. stopsies or givesies backsies. This is as live as it gets, even though it's not live. <laughs> Couldn't be uh, any more live. Live to tape. Before we get to uh, some classic glass can bant, had a funny anecdote uh, that I thought you, uh, at least you guys would enjoy, or maybe the fans will enjoy. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> my uh, my oldest, uh, Archer, is in, uh, in uh, preschool, you know, and uh, they had a circle this morning uh like with all the kids and uh they went around the circle and the kids had to say what they what they wanted to do when they grow like either what they wanted to do when they grow up or like you know talking about the future like what what's the future look like and uh my son uh you know uh takes after my wife and is uh very good looking and uh he's he's very charismatic um and uh so they went to a couple of the girls and one of the girls is like uh, they, like uh Susie, what do you want to do when you grow up She's like, i want to marry archer <laughs> <laughs> right and uh and so archer's next and they like oh oh you want to marry archer all right calm down uh archer what do you want to do do you accept archer and, and archer what do you want to do and he goes i want to have a goblin sword in kindergarten <laughs> 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 it's just my favorite. And then that little girl, that little girl looks across, sighs, and says, I'll change him. <laughs> or maybe she'll take this opportunity to learn that men don't change. <laughs> I want to have a goblin sword in kindergarten. I still just want a goblin sword. That's all it's I like, check, check in with Archer in 25 years. He's like, I want a goblin sword for my, uh, my 26th birthday. Yes. <laughs> he's that 27 would have been old, better in kindergarten, but I'll still take it. If, uh, <laughs> better if, late uh, than never. If she had said, do you mean a dog slicer? Then he should have married her on the spot. <laughs> yes. <because> that, <laughs> that's the more accurate word. <laughs> I think you mean a dog slicer. I think you mean a dog slicer. I love you. Uh, so that was my little anecdote. Here's the bant. So I was... Uh, I was on Instagram before we went live and uh, it's flipping through. And there's this, uh, it's Brendan Fraser in 1997 and an interviewer is like. That's peak Brendan Fraser, right? Peak phrase. That's the mummy, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's like hot hot, phrase. uh, You know, he's hot phrase, right? And they're like, 1997, keep in mind the year, right? And the interviewer is like. Like gods and monsters, I think. It might be gods and monsters. I think it's gods and monsters at that point. Yeah, that's a great. Great. Uh, I was working at Blockbuster. I was like, oh, God, the monsters. Uh, Brendan Fraser, 1997. The interviewer is like. Oh, it's right before Gods and Monsters. He might have made it already, but yeah. He was hot. Well, this is going to let you know how hot he was. 1997. The interviewer is like, did you know 
And she's got like, not an iPad, because they didn't have iPads. She's got like a, a printout. She's like, did you know there's a website about you? <laughs> <laughs> and his reaction is as pure as pure can be. He's like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> like megastar, you know, like top 10 stars in the world. What? And she shows him the website. And it's just print a printout of the website. And then they cut to B-roll of someone scanning through the website. It's like, just Brendan Fraser. It's not even brendanfraser.com. It's just like a website Was dedicated like to a Brendan fan Fraser. site on like GeoCities, Geocities. or like Angel oh Fire? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But like, he was shocked that it existed. <laughs> and she was like, can you believe it? And it was, it was just... It was this crazy little uh, exchange between the two of them, and uh, it really, it really, it really caught me. I was like, "Wow, 1997 wasn't that long ago." 1997 is the six years ago. It's yeah. the first time that I remember going to a website, like going to the internet and like to visit mm-hmm. websites. You guys remember any like like the first websites y- you would visit at that time? I'm not talking about like chat rooms and stuff like that. I'm talking about like. Like a website, because one that stands out to me for whatever reason, I mean, you know, I, I love TV. I've always loved TV, was HBO.com. I thought it was like the coolest thing. It was like you could put it in and it came up. And I remember it was like Times Square. It was like the New York City skyline. And they had like the ads were kind of like the TV shows that were like on HBO. But you you couldn't like click on those things yet. It was just like there would be like a list at the bottom or whatever. But that image of like the background would like would load like this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. line by line. Uh and I just I just I always stood out to me. It's like HBO.com. I thought it was the weirdest thing. That's so strange. So like I I started college in 96. I graduated high school in 96 and so September of 96 was the, when I started college at BC and I got my first like real computer and got my first email address. And logged onto the internet and it was like, what is going on here? But before that, my only exposure is I had my parents bought my cousin's old computer off of him, which was a, uh, the monitor. Everything was green. It was just green yeah, back yeah, in yeah. the day. And there was no internet. You could get AOL. People were like way into AOL. I didn't do it because you had to pay for it, but there were, uh, bulletin boards. They were called BBSs, mm-hmm. uh, bulletin board service. And you would like, I guess you would. It was like a shared chat room with people in your area, and you would just go on and chat. And there'd be different rooms, like a general chat. Oh, hey, hey, so and so, three sixteen, and you'd talk to them. And then there'd be like rooms where you could play games with each other. But like that to me was revolutionary. And then I got to college, and it was like I could just go to any website. It's pretty wild. <laughs> I had a dot matrix printer. It's like. <laughs> 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 so. This I this I think is a fun like litmus test. But like w- when you had papers in high school, what did you do? Did you ty- did you type them on a typewriter? Did you type them at the computer lab at school? Did you handwrite them? Like what? That's that. What did you do? I'm, I'm hogging this conversation, but like we were. We didn't have a lot of money. Like the only reason I even went to like a nice all boys high school is because I got a full four year scholarship to go there. And then I could not, we didn't have a computer. And then my junior year, we bought my cousin's computer with the dot matrix printer. And like I could print out one thing. And if I got it wrong, that was it. I couldn't reprint it. The ink was too pricey. So it was like, and I'd hand that in. They'd be like, you need to make a couple changes. I'm like, I can't. 
That's the paper. It's <laughs> the ink is too expensive. <laughs> so back in that time, I I would so I used a typewriter to, until maybe junior year of high school, and I until I got a, my first computer, and I was like. I remember going in with the like the whiteout things to like correct yeah. mistakes, like slap, like to like knock a letter <laughs> out and stuff. And then I, uh, so I got the computer and I remember my senior year, like doing like being up super stupid late to do projects because it's just like super procrastinating. And I remember that dot matrix printer firing off one in the morning, two in the morning, and it's sounding <laughs> like a hurricane inside the house. It's like, it's so quiet. Everybody's asleep. And I remember one time. <laughs> I was like, I had this project. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was English. Long paper, and I just ran out of time. I was too late. I had technical issues, whatever it was, and I and I actually ran out of time to do my bibliography, and I just put a blank page on the back of the paper, and I stapled it, and then I grabbed the back, and I ripped it off. So there was just like a piece of paper hanging on the back, and I just turned that in. And he was like, where's your bibliography? And I was like, I I don't know. Oh, look. It must have ripped off. That's good, Joe. That yes. Really and my good. dad told a coworker about that, and he was like, that kid's going to be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I'm not even – like, I look at that, and I'm like, genius. The teacher, the teacher in me is just like, why didn't you just say – I ran out of time. I didn't get to do my bibliography. Because you, Matthew, are a new era of teacher, which are reasonable. And <laughs> you also teach college students. So this is like... Because <laughs> yeah, college students never try to get out of doing work. <laughs> no, but college well, no, is but generally you like, an arena where you them. speak more peerishly to uh, teachers fair. and students. Like in high school, this guy was like, he was like 76 years old. He was like, ah, ah, he ran it like a military academy, that English class. Yeah, you can't make a college student like write a phrase on a chalkboard 7,000 7, times. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, so, this, so this 76-year-old drill instructor bought that? Like bought the the old. Oh, I'm I've, sure he didn't buy it. I'm sure he was like, "All right, well played, <laughs> O'Brien." He called me O'Brien. He called everybody by their last name. He was intense. I got in trouble. Kate, you have yeah. thoughts, Kate? Your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I'm just like you know. I'm, I went off on the internet because I was like, there are websites that I would go to. I don't remember the names. I'm like googling them while you guys are bringing the conversation to school. Like you're like, oh, computers in the beginning of the internet. How about how did you write papers? Um, no, listen, I don't remember how the fuck I wrote papers. My brain like garbage collects a lot of things that I don't need to remember anymore. But the one thing it doesn't garbage collect is homestarrunner.com. Oh and yeah. Oh yeah. For me as like an elder. Well, I'm sorry. Emo, what did you say? Homestarrunner.com. Strong bad with like Trogdor. And then like all the meme sites. Like what's the site? Every where word you're saying I've never heard in my life. <laughs> is she speaking French? I feel like she's speaking French. What's the site where it's like badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. What is that? <laughs> and the spoon is too big. Oh, oh. my spoon is my, too the re, the big. Rejected, rejected uh, cartoons. Yeah. Uh, which is coming. Did you bring Did you amazing. <laughs> and um, her, her as an elder emo, explodingdog.com. Oh, yeah. I mean, now I know how you guys felt while we were talking. Kate, <laughs> That's I, good. You're I'm, nodding. 
I was in those chat rooms pretending I was 18 with stolen images from the internet, talking (gasps) to strangers, and making Hanson fan sites on Angel Fire and GeoCities, (laughs) and making it so that a song played on my MySpace profile that you couldn't fucking pause. Yes. (laughs) And changing your background on MySpace to like a weird fucking like falling star graphic that was impossible to read the text. The cartoon dolls, the palace cartoon dolls you could customize. I downloaded the palace program and like played in it it's, it's, a, it's like the metaverse but like before that was a thing it's just like this universe where you're just a cartoon doll and you're walking around with other people and you go to rooms and that's how cartoon dolls were made this how is those, like uh, how are those Hanson guys doing it <laughs> they're all married with children and they have a lot of children and that yeah, says it all I mean they're crushing it uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. upstanding progressive uh, young men, right? Yeah, they're pretty yes. uh, up to hey, date. You're on talking the about the 2000s internet, which is like yeah. my era that I grew up in too. So I know what you're talking about. But I, I was even a little bit. It's funny how it comes in waves of of eras of internet because I was a little bit after that, and mine was on the the end of that, and then it became like e bombs world. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember e bombs world addicting games. Addiction um, games, which was all like it was oh, fun, and then you, you whatever happened f- to Ebob? Ebob should have ended up being well. I know, it's but they should have been YouTube. You know what I mean? Like they were like yeah. the, one of the first that I remember watching video comedy so online. Much. And there's so much. Like I remember just being like, I could click on this site forever. Like there's so <laughs> many categories. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that, and then even further than that, a site that like amazed me with just how much was on the internet, like the internet was growing in front of my eyes, was stumbleupon.com, which was a genius website that basically you would sometimes click interests or something, sometimes not. You would just hit the word stumble and it would bring you to a random website, just a random URL. And it was a lot of like art and like weird indie sites, like things you would never find because like Google wasn't even really huge then. I don't know. It was like mind blowing to me. Even growing up with the internet, I was just like, there's so much internet. Dude, Stumble I upon played... was, was oh sorry, go ahead, Kate. Well I while we're talking about this, I like, I played a game recently called Hypnospace Outlaw. And you're basically like this internet enforcer when the but like the internet's like the old internet and there's like People with sites and it has guest books and comments and the, the sites that you go to, they look like they did in like the nineties and two thousands where they're glitchy and they're just like weird. And it's a bit of an overwhelming game, uh, visually, but it's really great. This game looks oh, wow. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, here's a controversial, uh, a statement I'm going to throw out there. It's very controversial. Uh, the way we look back at these early internet things, which for some of us wasn't early internet, it was just our first exposure to internet. It seems crazy now, right? Like crazy that like that was considered the thing. This is, uh, without judging the merits of it, this is how, uh, people are responding negatively to AI right now. Like people are like, this is stupid. This is bad. This is horrible. You know in 20 years, it yeah. is going to be such a part of our norm and mainstream that like, we're going to look fucking dumb forever saying this is stupid. It's in just the after, same way that we look back at the internet. I know AI is not crypto, but after the whole crypto thing where everyone's like, there's this thing, let's find problems for it to solve. That's what people are doing with AI. It's all I hear about during my work day. 
I honestly like, it seems cool, but like if I see that it's a tool there, I don't care about it though. And everyone's talking about it and it's not like perfect yet, but everyone's using it already in like production applications and it's just like kind of nuts. And I think, yeah, it will be like that, but it's going to ruin everything. Can, or right or now I hate or it. Or will it be like E-bomb's world? It might be, right? It won't. That thing. It's it's taking over. Yeah, remember that thing? Remember when AI, we all thought AI was going to be so big? This is us talking in 100 years. (laughs) We're going to be delivering pizzas to AIs in about five years. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be Joe showing up the door. Hey, do you order two pepperoni? No, our jobs will be training them. (laughs) That's possible. Uh, It is crazy, though, to look back. I just, I, Brendan Fraser's face, like, what? He was so sincere. It's like a, a website about me. A website? <laughs> I think he'd have that same reaction today. He, pr- he pronounced oh, it was like a web seat. He didn't even know how to say it. It was so a web seat. Um, <laughs> but I know a website I'd like to visit. It's called lastepisode.com. Oh, I love that website. That's I'm my going segue. To right uh, I'm going we, to. I was just <laughs> saying, yeah, someone that's, own, like, someone that's a good URL. Check. Last yes, it's episode. a publishing thing. Ventures Publishing. God, everybody owns something. Somebody owns it. Email contact at lastepisode.com and say, do something with this site or my lawyers are going to be after you. Right. <laughs> more people just clicked on your site in the past five minutes than we'll ever click on. <laughs> You're welcome. All these Let's direct talk. visits. Wow. <laughs> well, last episode, forget the dot com. You folks uh, found yourself in a bit of a uh, pickle, as it were. You said let's do invisibility sphere let's like if there's going to be enemies let's try to get the jump on them the jump, jump. and so you go jump. into a uh, a new area you realize that the prison is split through some sort of mechanism that's only used for lockdowns but it's being used right now because there's a civil war going on between the warden and the deputy warden two moon beasts that don't see eye to eye on how prison should be run you get through to the other side and the first room you come into is a fucking prison like a legit prison cells wall to wall cells they look empty or are they you go to the south and you find this woman, this Osiriani woman in there. She seems like she's got her shit together, but you talk to her for all of three seconds, and she doesn't. Uh, A former academic whose mind was opened up to the other side, who perhaps spent a little too much time trying to contact the other side, and something happened that clearly tore her mind uh, asunder, and now she would rather die here than live in your world where bad things are coming. Seems like there's someone else in these cells to the north, but you're like, you know what? We've got a couple seconds left of invisibility sphere. If there's any more enemies, let's go upstairs and let's figure this out. The king in yellow, uh, the yellow king, rather, is 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 here, and it looks like he's, he's being kept on this side. Let's find him. Let's get the fuck out. So you go upstairs, and you see a, a janitor, a mechanic, working on some weird thing on the wall there's like this this torture devices all throughout the room and all the torches devices are con- connected to this contraption on the wall there seems to be this echo of a of a scream like a far distant scream that you hear like what's going on you talk to the simple janitor that's like oh i, I have nothing to do with this civil war it's all very uh i'm just well what do you what's your story and you guys start talking to her and uh the torture beds come to life, and she turns into an humble dragon. Joe immediately says this is an unwinnable fight and checks out. 
<laughs> yes, that is that is true. Uh, I don't know why I said that. There was something though. It's usually one thing that sets me off. I think it's that it has like a thirty-four AC, a high AC. You don't like a high AC. Hate a high AC. You don't like having a hit with an eighteen plus. I like a good nine round fight where I hit every round. (laughs) Well, then you shouldn't be playing Pathfinder Second Edition because yeah, high ACs are the jam. If I were to give a plus one AC to a creature, they immediately become unhittable unless you roll a twenty. This creature is is difficult, and it seems like I think. Ethel, your prime damage dealer, rolled like a seventeen and missed. I, yeah, I might yeah. be, I might be exaggerating, but if I am, it's not by much. And you, were I don't like, think well, that was on the first attack. Well, there's nothing else to do here. Uh, so this thing is laying out significant damage. Ethel, brave hero that he is, rushes in, rushes right up, and gets grabbed by one of these uh, beds. Aldo is grabbed as well. Suki is grabbed, but escapes and then rushes back or behind the wall. So Aldo is grabbed, Ethel is grabbed, Ethel breaks out and is striking, but Ethel has been taking a beating. At the end of the episode, Suki escapes from the bed and says, I am going to tumble through this door into the next room, splitting the party. But. And starting another encounter. Maybe, maybe I don't. Oh, no, 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 well, it's no, interesting no, you no. say that because we went off air and was like, all right, you guys, you, you don't see this if you're watching this. We're like, all right, good night. That was fun. Oh, it's great seeing you guys. Yeah. We high five and everybody leaves. And Joe and I stayed on to talk about something. And Joe's like, I didn't want to bring this up. <laughs> I didn't want to derail the momentum of the show. But opening the door is an action. And Suki did not have an action with which to open the door to get into that room. I think, yeah, and I think I think I said it more like, you know she can't just do whatever she feels like, right? <laughs> like, because she was like, and she just, it was a great, it was actually a great cinematic moment. You're like, and she, Suki just stumbles back and just bam, bangs into that door open and just like wants to look inside. And I was like, that sounded really neat. But that, but you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you're um, right. And so I, was, I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. I what mean, do do? what do we do now? I, I have some think, thoughts. Oh, you okay? I mean, if you but have please. thoughts, what were I you was thinking? Gonna, I was gonna say, maybe I don't do that, and maybe it was just me being caught up in the moment of gameplay. Sure. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Were you having fun? <laughs> I'm gonna need Maybe. you to tone that down yeah, a bit. A little, that's, that's your that's fault. Quite enough for that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was having a wee bit of fun with my lads, um, and I might have spoken out of turn. Troy, please forgive my be- benevolent GM. Please forgive. I mean, I forgive you, but I don't forget. <laughs> and, uh, at the end also, of the day, Joe's right. I literally can't do that, though. Sure, so. sure, sure. But then I thought about it, and it was like, ah, this feels like a cheap ending to the show. Had Joe said something, I would have been like, you're right. Guess we'll play for another ten minutes till I find an ending to this episode. <laughs> but that was the ending of the episode, and damn it, I can't not give to the, the, the beautiful listeners and supporters and viewers of this show. Uh, I, can't, I can't take that moment away from them. So in this case, it appears that door was slightly ajar. 
because oh. you do stumble into it. Okay. Ooh. All right. Ho, ho, ho. There must be something horrible in there. Yep. This is punishment to me. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the map. Let's go to the map. Oh. 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 I'd prefer not to. That was that's big. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, yet another gorgeous room. Yeah, from Davy Maps. Old Davy Maps. Old Davy Maps. He changed Maps. his uh, Twitter handle to uh, Old Davy Maps. Uh, <laughs> give Old Davy Maps a follow on Twitter. Uh, you stumble backwards into this room gracefully. Luckily, the door was ajar. Otherwise, you would have bumped your head. Uh, and it contains an enormous. Mechanism, like a singular mechanism, it looks like, uh, of gears and pulleys that descend into the floor. And you see one large metal lever or a lever. If you're Australian. If you're Australian. Protruding from the device. And no other way in or out of the room, as far as you can see, other than the ajar door that you stumbled through and it's making noise and that's the end of your turn and now it is Atticus's turn <laughs> can I ask a question a clarifying question who was that <laughs> I'm, I think I'm hearing a producer uh, <laughs> clarifying question about the lever Matthew yes uh, in the, the lever that you model. can't see yes this is Matthew not Ethel Mm. In the scale model of the prison that we saw, is this the lever that we saw that could that could open that slab that that divided the wings, or is this some other lever? It appears, if if the uh, model was correct and nothing has changed, it appears that the lever in this room is what changed the shifting hallway. Cool. Between the prison that you were able to pass through, um, it appears to be that same lever. And it's Atticus's turn. Do we want to flip that lever? I, it doesn't I, really help you at this point. You're through. My only thought, it Got helps it. us to get back out because we had that whole debacle with the gate. And also, if the other moon beast wants to come fight his brother, um, that does help us. But Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm just going to act quickly here uh, in this unwinnable fight. And he's just going to run up uh, 15 feet to Aldo. Yep. And he just like, like scrambles up. I almost, he's got a wand in one hand. I almost see his other hand like hitting the ground as he's just like rat running up uh, to Aldo. And he's just like, Aldo, run, get out of there. And uh, he is going to touch you with the wand. And that is a wand of freedom of movement. Ah. Okay. So uh, you automatically succeed. At your check to escape, great. Well, that's pretty sweet. Is is the deal? Um, and yeah. Well, the only question is: is this thing particularly? Um, is it a magic effect, or is it actually like a hose that's holding him? Like, is it like a magical energy field, or is it like an actual? physical thing that is holding him, even if it's... Um, there is a physical thing that's holding him. Okay. Oh, it's right. a strap from the, the torture pit. Okay. So, is that uh, good? Yeah, it should be. Um, 
I mean, it just depends. It says it, it automatically succeeds unless the effect is magical and of a higher level than the freedom of movement spell. So, right, well, it is magical. Yeah, but it, it's still a belt. I don't know. Um, it's a but it's a magical. Essentially, it's a magical trap. Yeah, I mean, it's like casting like an immobilized spell, where it's like you're paralyzed or something. Versus, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how magic I read it. Driving but... some physical thing. But yeah, whatever. If you don't want this to work because it doesn't exceed the level of the hazard, I, I would get that. But it's up to you, Troy. Well, that's interesting. So what is it called again? It's a freedom of movement. Com- a freedom it's a of movement. Fourth level spell. Um, it uh, When they attempt to escape an effect that has them immobilized, grabbed, or restrained, they automatically succeed unless the effect is magical and of a higher level than the freedom of movement spell. Well, that's interesting, right? Like, it's a magical trap, but yeah, the way it's written makes it seem like you're you're frozen in time. But then again, you know, if magical um, branches came out of the ground and grabbed you, wouldn't that... That, to me, seems like, oh, you shouldn't be able to escape that with freedom of movement. It's up to interpretation, for sure. It's, you know, some... Effect is clearly not magical if a monster is holding you, right? Like, um... And if the trap is mundane, clearly not magical. So you could say that this is magical. But I sort of interpret magical as like, you know, blue lines of force, like magical energy that are restraining you or the, a paralyzed spell or an immobilized spell right, kind of thing. Right. But whatever. I don't really. It's up to you. Um, I will touch Aldo with that regardless uh, and then run back and out uh, towards Suki. Uh, and just get back as far as I can in the room while still staying in clear line of sight of the target creature. Uh, and that'll be the end of my turn. All right. Um, I want to give you a chance, though, if I decide to rule the other way to do something else, because I would just waste your turn based on a, uh, a ruling, and I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, I don't really care. It's fine. <laughs> Because I'm going to do it anyway. Like in you know in the game, I'm going to do it anyway. Like I, Even I have if you know no, it doesn't work. I have no way of knowing that this that this magic is is a higher level than freedom of movement. It's a pretty high level spell. Yeah, uh, freedom of movement is a fourth level spell. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is tricky, right? God, I wish I could get through five minutes of this game and have everything be straightforward. But like to me, the way I'm reading it is like. Unless it, the effect is magical. The effect here is technically magical. And it is of a higher level. So, it didn't work. Okay. Um, and now uh, it's... I mean, the whole reason that I, w- I was doing that and was not going to cast a spell on this thing is because I will not cast a spell, any spells on this thing that require a save while I'm frightened. It's just not worth the risk. Right. It, it and now hurts my DC. Down my, I'm one. just going to waste time until I get my full DC back. Okay. Apropos of nothing, I am going to um, just show you guys. It's it's the dragon's turn. I'm just going to show you guys this uh, cone huh. that I have here. Um, oh, no. Oh. Just really, Whoa. I'm just putting it up there just to show you. Co- I'll put it on the map layer here. It takes example. up the whole map. Oh. <laughs> And while it's there, I'll just move it slightly. Oh, no. Uh, I want to get Ethel in there, too. I think I can give it a little... little little Carolina twist here. Is mm. the Carolina twist a thing? 
Yeah. Mm. Uh, what oh, provokes? This tricky. Oh. Ooh, this is oh. Be tricky. Oh wait, it's the Ooh. dark. It's the dark square. Very interesting. Ethel and Aldo, actually. Wait. Oh damn it! You're I right. I also have a tiny so little weird. bit of cover. Pre-show, this worked fine. I don't know why. <laughs> Somebody move. No. It's a thirty-foot cone. Look at that shit! It is perfect. Right, let me see how many actions it is. Oh fuck my ball sack. Uh, <laughs> That's inappropriate. How many? <laughs> I'm sorry. Please don't do that to my ball sack. Um, all right, that's two actions. All right, that's fine. Here's what I'm going to do. No. Uh, I am going. Well, I'm going to token John. I'm going to. Uh, oh, wait, you're standing there. Well, this is a real sticky wicket, isn't it? Um, Why is it sticky? Can't you just do whatever you want because you're a dragon? You think, right? You think, Kate? <laughs> because it's probably a three action breath, so he can't move to get to reposition to get everybody. I think I can uh... take a step action to move up there. Okay, and but then, then you won't go. get Eris, which is nice. No, I want to get all of them. Can I get all? I can't, right? I think you can get you can get two of three. You can yeah. choose. Oh, no! Jesus uh, you can't even get two of three. You can only get putting, one of three. You're putting a circular peg in a square hole right now, over yeah. and over again on the map. <laughs> this is great for radio. So Scott Troy is doing yeah. his. Good. Well, so you're going to watch the show, uh, and he's trying to twist it in such a way that he can get more than one or two characters. But he can't. <laughs> Let's try this one. Wow, this is so crazy. I thought I was a genius pre-show. I was like, got him. And now, <laughs> wait. Oh, damn it. That's only like a hair. <laughs> That's oh amazing. Wow, look at this. It's like Aldo. Perfectly not in it. It's like so a, the cone needs to cover at least half the square or something? Yeah, but like right here, square, but his this cone is would be Ethel and Eris. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm going to huh. attack Ethel and Eris. That's what Sweet. I'm going to do with a... Uh, it's called a breath weapon. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. But what I'd like you to do is a uh, a reflex save. Okay. I don't think it's going to matter what I roll, because I'm going to go don't down. Don't say that. You're I'm great. Da- I, I have 20 hit points. Even though I, oh, even I've seen, no. I could, you really I are can, going down. I'm going down right now. Well, don't critically fumble. Well, that would be bad, I guess. That would be bad. You don't want to go straight to dying, too. Okay. I rolled a 15, so that's not bad. So that's a 29. I got a 29 also. A couple 29s. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad to save my life. Not enough to save my life, but still not bad. I mean, they both <laughs> failed, but they were good oh, rolls. DC oh. 30. This thing is three levels higher than us. Minimum. You both, you both take 38 points of damage. It's just this like... Oh, it, it so opens if I had it. succeeded... I would have I would have stayed up. You would have stayed up. It opens its mouth in this dark necromantic like black. I don't want to call it fire. It's just like energy comes out and washes over you and you just feel life leaving your body as it bathes you in this shadow darkness. It's not fire. No, it's not okay. fire. It's shadow breath. It's shadow breath. Right. It's halitosis. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you know, you you know, you know that breath you have sometimes when you like you had like a really aggressive night of drinking the night before, and you forget to brush your teeth. You wake up the next morning and you taste it in yourself, and you're like, "It's as if elements of the shadow plane itself have seeped its way into my lungs." <laughs> I get that even when I brush my teeth. Acid reflux. 
Uh, I think we've <laughs> oh, done this conversation God. already, though. Oh yeah, we've talked about <laughs> I this remember. I remember being in college. It's like I never drank in high school. It's like the first time I like drank was in college, and uh, one of my buddies. I remember. I'll never forget for whatever reason. He's coming out of the bathroom in the morning, uh, just kind of hungover. You know, we're hungover, and he just walks out and he goes, "Did any of you see someone?" shit in my mouth <laughs> as he was just describing like that oh. stage, like he had forgotten to brush his teeth and just the like lingering awfulness <laughs> just like oh it tastes like I ate shit last night I would like to stay for the record because that, that's that that story made it seem like I was telling an anecdote based on personal experience uh, there's been one night in my life that I've forgotten to brush my teeth my my in my like and I, and I was 16 and I haven't done it ever since so really Wow. You've wow. never. Good for you, Matthew. Ever. I totally have. I still do. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I have You've forgotten. never yeah. been sick? You've never been so sick that you just have to go to bed and you can't brush your teeth like you're ill with the flu or something? Yeah, I brush my teeth first. <laughs> I like sometimes I can't even just like muster it. I don't know if it's like the lack of or having the men- a mental illness that prevents it sometimes. Because <laughs> <laughs> your teeth are the best friends you've got if you take care of them. I, I, I brush my teeth religiously, morning, night, never miss it at all. Something happened around the third child where all of a sudden it'll be like nine o'clock at night and I'll be like, I didn't brush my teeth today. And that's <laughs> happened like 10 times over the past month and a half. And it never happened before. I taste like shit in my mouth. Speaking <laughs> of shit in my mouth, let's take a quick word for our spot. <laughs> Crest. Crest. Thanks, Colgate. <laughs> I'm still laughing. Colgate gets the shit out of your mouth. <laughs> Four out of five dentists agree. Five <laughs> dentists. the shit out of your mouth. That last dentist was like, my mouth still tastes shitty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like a bidet for your face. Almost <laughs> 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 made me spit take my whiskey. <laughs> I don't I don't remember anything about the show Friends. I don't think I watched it beyond like the fourth or fifth season. But there's one joke that I never forget. Somebody walks in and says, guess what? And I think it's Chandler is like, the fifth dentist cave, now everyone approves Trident. And I was like <laughs> That's a really good joke. Now it's been like probably overused, but that was the first time I'd ever heard that joke. I was like, that's, that's pretty, good. that's good. Um, it's Aldo's turn. It's okay <laughs> if you watch cave. Friends, Troy. You know, you no, I'm not saying nothing against Friends. <laughs> I got nothing against Friends. I don't remember it though. I have no, like, av- Avatar. I saw Avatar. I couldn't tell you anything about Avatar. Friends, uh, same thing. I did not watch Friends. Uh, all right, so Aldo, <laughs> uh, speaking of friends, uh, he he turns to Atticus and says, "Like, well, it was a nice try. It's good. It's a thought that counts." What? It's not working? No, it didn't work, mate. I'm still <sighs> held fast, as it were. Looks at the wand. Useless. <laughs> Throws right. it away. <laughs> breaks it breaks, over his knee. Breaks it out. <laughs> Snap. All right, so that's one action. And uh, with my second action, I'm going to... I'm, I'm really like... So I, did I try it? At some, do, do I have an idea of what it would take to break free of this thing on my own? Natural 20. <laughs> uh, I can't remember if you tried it or not. I think you were like, you know I what? Did. I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to... 
throw three bombs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like it's holding you pretty fat. What's your athletics? It's not good. It's uh, 10. 10, Plus yeah. 10. So you're like, oh man, this is, you just, you, uh, this is what you feel. You feel like this is going to be really hard. I need a miracle. All right, so instead, with his one free hand, he's just going to continue to underhand bombs at this thing at <laughs> probably about the same success rate. <laughs> uh, all right, so with a... Okay, all right, so that was with the bottled lightning. That is a... That is a 35. 35 is a hit. Okay, nice. Nice. there we go. Natural 19. It can be hit! If it bleeds, we can kill it! Alright, that is 10 points of damage, and it is flat-footed until the beginning of my next turn. That's big. Okay. And uh, I'm now going to throw a blight bomb. Okay, a blight bomb. Yeah, that's a waste of time. Okay, well, I did about as well as I could do with my second attack. That is a natural 18 for a 29. Okay, with the flat-footed, that is a hit. Yeah! Awesome, awesome. Okay, so... condition, that's a hit. All right, so a sickly green miasma covers its body as it takes... uh, That is 13 points of damage... Okay, and what kind and of damage? Is it a specific type of damage? Poison damage. Ah, okay. Okay, and uh, assuming that affects it, it yeah. will also have 2d4 persistent damage. Okay, 2d4 persistent poison. Uh, all right, so you see it, like, yell in pain as it gets hit. And I will throw a little, actually, that's acid. It's a good one for poison. Uh, this, I don't know. Uh, all right. And you have one more action. No, I spent an action apologizing. Ah, <laughs> fair enough. So. <laughs> and that was a full full action. It's Eris's turn. Eris, what do you got up your sleeve there? Something really gross. Um, uh, not surprised. <laughs> I have a couple questions. I'll allow it. Um, so it seems to be like kind of up against the wall next to these mechanisms here. Mm-hmm. Um, how tall are the ceilings in this room? I'm glad you asked. I actually know the answer to that question, which is why I'm glad you asked. That's great. And I'd I like to ask questions that you know. 15 feet high. Sweet. Um, so before I do this, I'm gonna take a moment just to be like, guys, are we gonna try to like win this right now, or sh- should we be more defensive? Maybe. No attack. It's flat-footed. Check it and see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Wait, is Ethel dead? Yep. Yeah, I put the. No, right he's, dying. On he's, a dying he's dying. He's a dying one. He's dying one. Oh, you're dying he's on one. The, he's on the ground. Here's what. Here's what fucking happens. Um. Eris reaches out and starts casting, and you see up from the floor uh, this fleshy wall emerges and just... Fleshy wall? Rises up all the way to the ceiling. A wall of flesh and mouths. 
Wow. And it goes from that top north part of the wall above the dragon, and it extends 5, 10, 15, 20 feet. So it doesn't completely encase it because I can't intersect objects, but I'm thinking, like, it's going to give it a problem because there's objects in the way of moving. I love this image you're putting up. And because it's a wall of mouths, um, just in case you guys want to look this up to make sure I'm doing it right, I know you're doing it, Joe. It's called Wall of Flesh, the spell. All right. Is that oh, basically flesh. where you wanted it? The 20 Amazing. foot wall? Yeah, I, pretty much. Okay. It's 20 like feet it's, high and 20 feet wide. It is 20, or it's 15 feet high because of the length of the right, right, right. walls sorry, here, yeah. but it is three feet thick. And each five foot section has to own AC and hit points. And. It's covered in mouths. Gross. Um, so um, at the end of your turn, things might happen if you try to go around it. How dare you? Okay, and it's 15 feet long then, right? 15 by 15? Yeah, yeah. It goes like kind of just like right up to where Ethel is because it can't pass through any objects. So I'm imagining it's like right in front of the dragon there. What about the table? Can uh, it pass through that well, table? Well, since it's three feet, I was imagining... I, I can't like show you what I'm doing with my mouse right now, but I was imagining it was in that, like, half-tile space, like, right in front of the dragon, or is the dragon there? Well, that's tricky, right? So, technically, by Pathfinder rules, the dragon takes up that whole spot. So, you could put it where I just put it here. That's clear. And I think it's still going to do the same thing that you were hoping. Because this doesn't help Ethel, and that doesn't help Ethel. This helps everybody else. Yeah... She can I mean, draw in a straight diagonal line. I can't. Not pass- because of the table. It can't. It, it can't intersect with an object. Yeah. Yeah. It says it must be an unbroken open space, so its edges don't pass through any creatures or objects, or the spell is uh, lost. I think this is great. Like, obviously, Eris is. Uh, excuse me. Ethel is still in trouble, but Ethel's down. So you would hope that this enemy is more interested in taking out the rest of you than just going after Ethel. Obviously, <clears throat> is a concern based on your particular feelings for Ethel, but I think this is still going to serve a, uh, a good purpose for you, especially where it goes all the way to the ceiling. You can um, also do this and draw it horizontally. Yeah. Yes, you could. It's only three feet three feet thick. Yeah, if you want to just protect Ethel, you can do that. Yeah, that's true. It's up to you. <sighs> I don't know anymore now, because also the part of it having mouths is that when it tries to move around it, it, like, bites at it. So you're oh, trying to meow, meow. pin it, it in, into the corner. Oh, that's way better. <laughs> Just make it take up the whole thing. All yeah, right, yeah. maybe Do thirty feet by thirty feet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this can't happen in this room. There's too many things in the way, and it's more cramped. I think it's a cool idea. You just got to decide which 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 way you want to put it. I wanted to have to go around and not have a straight shot. So even though it's like not protecting Ethel, I feel like it makes more sense for it to be right here, where it's like up and down, long ways. And if it's not going to be where I originally wanted it to be, then I would like for it to be up to 30 feet long. So I want it to be way longer. Oh, it can be longer. Mm-hmm. So cut so off the whole room. All the way up to the north 20, wall there. 25, 30, like this. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And I well, could flush it north if you want. Yes, because I don't want to leave Ethel with no way out just in case. Um, cool and, and with creepy. That, yeah. So that's now, if it wants to try and make it through that one little open space, uh, it will have gonna... to pass by the wall, and yes. it will have to squeeze. Awesome. Which awesome. works a little different, if I remember, in uh, 
Pathfinder 2e. It's not just like a uh, reduction to your AC like it is in first edition. It's, it's a separate action. And it's an acrobatics check, too. Yeah, and like it takes a, a critical success. It still takes a minute to get through. So if we're doing traditional uh, 2e squeezing, it basically can't do it in combat. And then I would like to cast shield which, on my... Well, just want to throw this out there, which means you may have just condemned Ethel to death. I knew you were going to do that. I knew I was like... <laughs> no, I still have... Just it. putting that out there. I still have... I don't know what else to do. A very intelligent dragon. It's still just a dream. I know. That's the thing. It's it was all a dream. It was all a dream. And dragon killed your lover. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think of like what else I can do with one action to like help Ethel here, but like I really don't have anything outside of shield. Um, and I can't just like run in there because yeah. Uh, let me just look at my focus spells again really quick. Needle of Vengeance didn't work last time. Yeah, I don't know what else I can do. So I think I might just cast shield. Um, I can really cast it on myself, right? Correct. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to cast it on myself because I'm not going to move because I want to maybe try to get him if I can. Oh, okay. okay. Next turn. All right, so two action. You wall, think it's a dumb idea. One action. Joe, I see your face. Shield. <laughs> I think this whole turn is magnificent. Thank you. <laughs> and it ends the round. Uh, Ethel moves in the initiative order uh, to immediately... After, after, or before? Before, before the dragon. The dragon. Well, that's a real pain in my ass. <laughs> my, it doesn't matter. There's nothing that he can do on his turn that would prevent you from from destroying him. Uh, um, he just means literally moving your thing. Is just the initiative. Uh, <laughs> all right, it's a new round. It's Suki's turn. Suki, you only see a wall of flesh with mouths, and you assume you'll never see Ethel again. Um, what would you like to do? Suki, free action, says to Aldo, or it says to Atticus, um, there's the, I'm in here, I'm in here, behind you, through the door. Um, there's the gear, it changes the rock that's downstairs. If you can turn it, we can open it up. I don't know if we need to do that right now, but I have to go. <laughs> and she runs back out of the room after seeing Eris put this wall up, uh, Smacking at it. Be careful, Suki. Up. Try to keep your distance from all of us. It has a breath weapon. Wait, he's just leaving us here with this building made of meat. <laughs> um, I'm going to double move past Eris. Um, and I'm running. I'm yelling to everybody. There's a room in the back that has a gears that lead to the rock that's downstairs. We can open it up. <laughs> She's just sprinting. <laughs> Uh, to this side, and then can I fit in this space between the flesh? I'm like now below the flesh wall at the tiny little space that's left. Um, yes. Is that what you want to do? N- no. I was going to ask, would a medium-sized creature fit in this space or no? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait. Any creature that ends their turn <laughs> with a... Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to take a step back. What are you <laughs> doing, Suki? I'm going to take a step back. I didn't know <laughs> if it was She's friendly. Fine. I don't know if it was friendly to us. I mean, it's a meat wall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the meat wall got to eat. The meat wall eats anything that shows meat up. Meat wall don't lie. Um, damn, I... Uh, shoot. Okay, I can't... I'm trying to see if I can cast heal. If I do a verbal, the spell has a range of 30 feet, 
It doesn't say anything about Rage line of sight. Have, yeah, I don't know if you always have to have line of effect. Yeah, okay. you can't you can't do it now, but you can do it next round. It's fine. He's not going to die. You'll be fine. He might. He's not gonna die Can you this double round. move into this alcove down here below? So you're five feet away from the wall when your yeah. turn ends. Yeah, oh, it's. But then I'm with the dragon. Yeah, yeah then you're just going to die next immediately. Yeah, I have right to. I have to wait. It sucks, but I. I simply have to wait. So I'm gonna run up next to Eris, and I yell all that about the back room. Um, and I'll, I just say, I'll, I'll try to get Ethel out. Okay. That's it. All right. Okay, alright, so you slide up and uh, decide not to go up to the meat wall. Meat wall looks bad, I will admit. I run out, and as I get closer, I was like, ooh, ooh, and I kind of (laughs) stop. Oh, no. (laughs) I found this pretty quickly, but it's pretty pretty accurate. uh, It really is. It's like Akira. Uh, The end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's Atticus's turn. Atticus is going to... He's going to... He's he's gonna step into the room uh, with the gears and ah. and go around so that he cannot be seen or uh, targeted by the dragon. Okay, and he is Are going we? to cast invisibility on himself. Ah, oh. that's two action, John. Two action, John. So that that's his turn. And now my frightened condition is gone. Okay, uh, rear with wait, the gears. Oh yeah, my frightened condition is gone too, right? Oh no, I have to I have to wait until I. It's coming after you roll your uh, your save. Uh, so it's now your turn, Ethel, and you roll your save. And I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure you you maintain the frightened until the, until end, the end of the turn because yeah. I haven't got, I haven't had a turn since. Right, then. right, right. Do you get? Do I get to shake off a condition while I'm unconscious? That's the thing. Or do I stay frightened even in my sleep? No, you get you to. have a turn. It's a turn. It goes away. You okay. can stay flavor frightened, but yeah, it goes away. Flavor frightened. Okay, so <laughs> DC 11 flat check. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well. Uh, yeah. Cracked 18. Okay. Uh, I'm at zero hit points and unconscious. Yes. And now and are I you... wounded one. And wounded one. Yes. Yes. So if you get... If you go to dying again, which looks like it may happen, uh, you would go straight to dying two. If you get crit, you go straight to dying three. This is bad. This uh, is bad business. And it's the dragon's turn. Now, Ethel, you're laying on the ground there, and the dragon sees this giant wall of meat and does not like it. I would argue that she may have never seen a meat wall like this. (laughs) With mouths that are, like, tauntingly chomping out at it. It's not every day you see a mouthy meat wall. Seriously. (laughs) You know what? It is the dreamlands. You never know how they eat here. It is a bold statement. I'm getting the vibes that this dragon is three levels higher than us, which means at the very least... This dragon's seen some shit. (laughs) Here's what she does. She flies down to this alcove here so she can peer past the meat wall. Now, she is technically adjacent to the meat wall. We'll deal with that in a second. She's trying to see (laughs) what's going on past the meat wall. And uh, she sees sees Eris. She sees Suki. Uh, she probably doesn't see Aldo, but she assumes that Aldo is still restrained by the uh, magical, torturous bed. And uh, let's see, I do have a good line on Eris and Suki. Man, if I had a good line spell. Maybe I do. Let me see, because she can see you. 
Um, let me just look at my spells real quick. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> oh, I forgot I had that. Nice. She has two spells. Um, is she flying? Yes, she is, with her dragon wings. Uh, is she taking an action to fly every round? That's fair, Joe. That's fair. Uh, that's only if she uh, doesn't move from the space. She flew, which was the move action. I think as long as you do that, you don't have to spend an action to uh, hover. Okay. And so she flew down to this little alcove here, Jason, the wall. Like I said, we will deal with that momentarily. In the meantime, um, she is going to cast a spell, mm-hmm. which I'm going to... Uh, yeah, let's put this on the old token layer. She is going to cast... Quick question. Dark. Yeah. Uh, the breath is... The breath weapon is uh, we we th- we don't know when that's going to reset based on um, Aldo's um, knowledge check that was never mentioned. No, no, that uh, he, he did get a ton of information, but you didn't know what the recharge on that is. You do know that most dragons do have some sort of recharge. Uh, some dragons have really cool ab- abilities where something can happen that immediately recharges it into a, which is fun. Just throwing that out there, apropos of nothing. Uh, however, she just cast darkness and bathed uh, Aldo, Suki, and Eris in magical darkness. Uh, can you guys see that? little orb yeah. that I put there. Just the disco to, ball of darkness? Yeah, yes. the disco yeah. ball is this there so I can throw an aura on it. Um, now, if you have dark vision, uh, then everything is dim light for you, which is going to take certain... Uh, your. I think it's a DC5 flat check if you want to do Correct. anything. If you don't have dark vision, uh, you would need to cast a light spell of a higher level than the darkness that she cast in order to <laughs> see normally. It's which whole, will not happen among this party. The whole Unless can maybe Aldo Sunlight. Possible. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. But uh, that's what you're dealing with right here. It's going to be some flat checks and whatnot. Um, but uh, that is her turn. And now it moves to Aldo's turn. Aldo, what's your light situation? Uh, I do not have any. Hmm. I do, I do have the bottled Sunlight, but now I'm gun-shy about it because everybody said I was interpreting it wrong last time I talked about it don't listen yeah i don't know uh, if they were talking about how how just how it interacted with the wraith or the whole thing in general uh i i'm so terrified of the fans now that i I can't even (laughs) terrified beyond the capacity for rational thought i think it was i think it was the (laughs) no you're good man you're good using it it on on the uh undead no um, it sheds bright light. Like that's exactly what this is meant to counter: is magical right. darkness. Okay, great. And it's a it's at second level, so it probably won't work against this creature's darkness. But it, it's pretty clear. You would know, you know, Aldo, that darkness is a second level spell. So if this is a traditional darkness, you would meet it. If it's a higher level darkness, which it very well could be because it's a dragon, it won't do anything. So it's kind of like a... It could it could heighten its darkness, right? Like, that's what it is. Like, it, right. it's still just darkness, but it would have to get prepared at if a higher level. If it's of a unless, lower level, it does nothing. No, I understand, but uh, it would have to prepare it at a higher level. It's not a higher level spell. Right, right. It, like darkness heightened to yeah. fourth. Yeah. Well, I'm going to pull it out. I'm going to... I'm going to whip it out. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> it's bottled sunlight. It's dark. Nobody can see, man. <laughs> Do whatever you want. And it's like a glow stick. I shake it, 
and or the file of Galadriel. And it's just woo, this uh, this bright magical light is emitted from it. Does it work or not? Uh, no. Okay. So in that case, uh, even if I could see, I don't have line of sight because of the meat wall. So Kate. all I can do, I think, since I already did a knowledge <laughs> check and I can't move, is try <laughs> to free myself. So I will, I will do that now. Let's go, natural twenty. All right, there's a, there's a twenty twenty. A, a, a straight twenty. No, no, sixteen. Sorry, this is sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> That's two fails. All right. So, oh man, democracy and Aldo dies in darkness. <laughs> I'm actually uh, picturing this moment though. It's so it's devastating, but it's so cool that you pull out this bottled sunlight, that you shake it and to yeah. see it just like swallowed. It becomes like a little bit of purple or something and then it's just like gone. It's like yeah, so it's like terrifying. a glimmer of like dim light for a moment and then it's just like, "Oh, baga." <laughs> so yeah, I'm just like but um Oh wait! Actually, this should have happened on the dragon's turn, but it does. It has to do the oh, flat check. Right. But first, uh, it takes five points of poison damage. Okay, and of course, uh, Lavalley Luck. I rolled exactly a fifteen Great. on the flat check. Awesome. Uh, five points of John damage, and it okay. is still flat-footed, um, but it is no longer poisoned. Uh, hold on a second. Maybe maybe we get this wrong. Um, do you just automatically make everything at a higher level now? All of yeah. your alchemy? What are you talking about? Aldo. Yeah, Aldo. Do you just like... Are, are Is your bottled well, sunlight automatically like moderate now? The, the item, it is a... Uh, it, it is a moderate bottled sunlight. The item level is four. Yeah. I don't so, know. So it's actually level four, not level two. I don't know how item level interacts with magical spell, uh, but it's alchemical. I don't know. But, I mean, to me, it seems like you got to have something that faces up against this besides only divine magic. Like, why not an alchemical bottled sunlight if it's a level four item? Oh, that's interesting. How does item level um, mix with spell level? Are they synonymous? One uh, would think, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how I would consider it. Um yeah, I mean, the whole point of it is, like, uh, Bottled Sunlight Greater is item 12. Yeah, all right, I'm just going to, uh, we'll look it up later, but the, to me that seems, if it's item level 4, it was Heightened Darkness, which was 4, so I'm going to say that you do get light. And nice. that sheds in, what, a 20-foot radius? Uh, yes. All right, so this will be interesting to see how these overlap. So if you're in Aldo's uh, sphere here, which Eris and Suki are just out of, uh, you can't see, but Aldo was able to shed light and then tried twice to escape and missed. Um, so Eris and Suki can sit now look, I imagine you can look out from your darkness that's right in front of your face and you can see Aldo over there, but you still I don't know what your dark vision situation is. The, the dragon may still be concealed to you. Um, okay, so now I can see. You can see, but you can't see the dragon, right? You can no, see that's so the room. Right. But at least I can, I can, yeah. This is, yeah. Ah, Elbereth. Ah, Kiltaniel. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I mean, you start getting into the weeds, and I, which I have done. 
uh, with with 2E the way undetected, concealed, and all this shit works, and it is. It's my. I think I find it to be a little bit mind numbing, but that's only because you just got to get it in your body a little bit. Um, but like, there's there's a number of different ways to do it. I think like you could still attack it. The meat wall aside, you could still attack it, and then I roll to determine if it hit or not. If you tell me what square you want to roll it. Right now, you don't have to worry about. It's really not that bad. Undetected, you you can't you can't do anything because you don't know it's there at all. Right. But, and it's just hidden and concealed. Those are really the only two. Right, but hidden undetected, really, I have, to then, I have to take an action to sneak and hide for it to truly be undetected. And it didn't do that. Like, it just made a, a, an area dark. So until I do that, I'm not really undetected. I'm just concealed. Uh, but if you're, you're, you're hidden. And, hidden. Unless yeah. somebody has dark vision. Yeah. Then you're this concealed. Guy, and yeah, it, it's, it's all it is is DC 11 versus DC 5 flat check. Right, which is huge. And if yeah. you have dark vision, it's DC5 as opposed to DC11. Um, but anyways, until that becomes relevant, let's not worry too, too much about it. We got a meat wall, all courtesy of Eris. And Eris, it is your turn. Uh, and it's <laughs> not flat-footed any longer, also. Oh, damn it. Uh, now, Eris, I should say, we did gloss over the fact that I ended my turn next to your meat wall. Oh, I totally forgot. Okay, and so, so unfortunately, we have to move on because you didn't say no, 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 <laughs> wow. no. Because we should have done it as soon as you got there. But you're like, but my move is going to be so cool. We got to interrupt it. So I forgot, and it's your fault. And right, I'm fine. not doing it. Um, so yes, strike my uh, the mouth. Strike any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the wall. So I make Check. a spell attack roll. Okay. Let me go. Got it. It's got to be a good roll. Natural nineteen. Yeah! Wait, is that 36? Yes. 17 plus 19 yes. is 36. Sure is. That's 36. a hit. <laughs> you is just mouth-walled me. No. No. <laughs> no. Just mouthed that dragon. I mouth-walled that dragon. I didn't expect to hit, so I didn't finish reading this. Um, it, Piercing damage, 1d6 plus my spell. <laughs> Two plus Four. my spellcasting ability modifier. Six points of damage. My spellcasting ability modifier is four? Yep. I mean, unless it's five. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I Mm -hmm. bet it's four. Yeah. I don't think it can be five quite yet. So six points of damage. Any other ancillary? uh, Now it's it's mad because it got bit by a mouth wall. No. (laughs) Nothing else. Except, and this is amazing. What? The mouth wall can drink potions and heal itself. Yeah. <laughs> you can't heal it any other way, but since it has mouths, it can consume consumables. That is so scary. Just like go up and, and like set a potion in front of it. Just, just so you know, this isn't the only type of mouth. This is this isn't the only type of flesh wall that I can do. Gross. Our always oh, no, I have a lot of flesh walls. Stay tuned, folks. Arsenal. I got a couple more. <laughs> Fans of Flesh Wall should stay tuned. <laughs> um, uh, it's your turn, Eris. All right, six points of sweet, sweet damage. So I mm-hmm. can't see it. It's not undetected to me because I know it's there, but I can't mm-hmm. see it. It's hidden I from you. see the light from Aldo, and this sucks. Mm. This meat wall's great, but it also sucks. But you, you could, could boldly move. move forward, and then you'd see it, but then you'd be... Uh, Cutting off your friends. I'd be fighting myself too. Because well, I, I mean, do you have something that you can attack it from here with if it wasn't hidden? Um, I mean, 
all my most of my spells are somatic, which Wait, means but can't I can't. You just move up five feet into Aldo's light, and but then you since can there's s- darkness in between there, like the, the light, light doesn't, doesn't penetrate help. that extra five feet of darkness. It doesn't completely overlap it. She's not going oh, to be able to see it at any. I point. see. I see. I see. I see. Any reasonable uh, point? Um. Yeah, like all of my spells are somatic, which I feel like you need. That, that, that doesn't matter. Are your spells, do they have an attack roll? Do any of your spells have an attack roll to hit it? Um, I mean, yeah, some of them do and some of them don't. Yeah, but, if they if they don't, you can't cast it. If they oh, do, okay. you can with a DC 11 flat check. Um, so if, the, if it has a two hit like that with a roll, you could basically just like shoot it into where you last saw the dragon. And but it's a DC 11 flat check. It's 50, 50 yeah. chance. Uh, and but, I don't think I have any of those prepared. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think we just got to wait for it to come into the light or something. So, um, which I guess it won't do. I'm going to the Milo. move 25 feet back. <laughs> five, 10, it's just somewhere over here. And then I'm going to magic missile. For two rounds. <laughs> there you go. At the dragon, I guess. Mm-hmm. You can't. No. You oh, have to it's not see an attack. it. Yeah, you have to see it. I just thought because it was magic missile, it'd be special. All right, so I moved, and I'm going to do a round of infectious enthusiasm, which is one of my cantrips I don't think I've ever used. So I'm like, hey, guys, it's going to be fine. <laughs> you know, we've got the wall there now, and it's going to chomp at him. You see that? It, it chomped at him, and Ethel's going to be fine. I think he might be awake. Um, so that lasts for a round, and everyone um, within 30 feet gets a plus one status bonus to your choice of attack, will save, or charisma-based skill checks. Whoa, oh, that's, that's awesome. great. Thank you. To do welcome. that more often. That's huge. <laughs> that, that's awesome. It, it, it's, yeah. two ra- it's two actions, so I don't... I'm always like, oh, two, but... Oh, it's yeah. two. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's still- so I move, and I try to... Boost the party. It's still great, especially against enemies that are going to make us roll will saves. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So that's Eris' turn, and we kick off a new round with old Suki. The Sookster. Little old Suki. Who, me? Um, <laughs> Suki is going to cast a spell, and again, every spell where she transforms is Sailor Moon style, so you see like a flash of red light and then these like spinning almost like glittery red fabrics in this air. Well, you could see if it wasn't dark. It's not even impressive now. But uh, spinning red fabrics uh, (laughs) twirl around and uh, suddenly you see like almost like a fire golem in her place with this like red flowing fiery dress um, and just like a guttural primal voice comes out and she just says, Kill and she's gonna run. <laughs> oh man! Forty-five feet into the space behind where Ethel is. Wait, did uh, you run through the meat wall? I ran around the meat wall. Oh, so, okay, but you—the dragon's there. There's no way to squeeze by. You can tumble through. You can tumble through. I can tumble through. Yeah, so you can move up to the dragon. <laughs> and then wonder what its athletics DC is. Is it athletics DC or reflex? Move up to the dragon. It's Second acrobatic. action would be a tumble through. It's acrobatics, isn't it? 
No, tumble through is part of the move, but uh, yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, tumble through. Uh, You stride up to your speed. During this movement, you can try to move through the space of one enemy. Attempt an acrobatics check against the awesome dragon's reflex DC. It's weird that they wrote awesome dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly specific. In the text of the spell. You can tumble through using client flies. Yeah, so it's it's acrobatics against the reflex DC of the dragon. It's not crazy because if you get in there, you can do it. But I have an uh, okay acrobatics. What's your athletics? It's acrobatics. It's a plus 12. Acrobatics plus 12. So natural twanzoni. You yeah, I mean I think the similar vein to what Aldo is feeling you're like this is going to be tough. Okay. Well, I mean, but you do you- have a we have not uh, abolished bottle caps uh, yet in this game. You do have a fresh cap Joe is vehemently shaking his head not to use my bottle cap. You don't on use this. a bottle cap when you only a natural 20 is the only thing that will work. But on you this. don't know that that's the case. It could be an 18, 19, 20, 17, or it could be Joe, a Joe, don't be 20. such a Debbie Downer. I'm, I'm just guessing that this dragon has a reflex save in the 20 plus range. Let the, let the cap economy flow. Okay. That's true. I'm not using a bottle cap. Um, Joe talked me out of it with a simple head shake. I rolled a natural 17. Okay. So it's a 29. 20s. Great shot. That's a fail. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, All right, well, I did my best. I did my best. Yeah, I yeah, thought- but now I think it just ends your movement, and then you can you have two more actions. Failure. Your movement ends, and you trigger reactions as if you had moved out of the square you started in, and as Matthew alluded to, as if it was Chekhov's gun. I wonder if this dragon oh, has an no, attack of opportunity. It does. It does. Oh, Sookster. How do we end last week's episode? Oh, no, I knew you were going to do this right (laughs) now. I knew you were going to do it right now. Did Suki do something weird? (laughs) She did it again. We'll see you next week. Suki, you did it again. (laughs) You did it again. I'm the closer. I just know how to end these episodes. I'm the closer. It was DC 30. (laughs) So Natty 18 would have done it. I would have done it. Oh, I said 20 plus reflex save. It was 20. 20 reflex save. Sayonara. <laughs> Bye, Suki. Sips. <laughs> Sips. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.